Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a pseudo-game show podcast hosted by me, Nate Regolia. My usual co-hosts, John Peros and Shannon Page, are not here because it's Christmas Eve and they're off with their families. So I am here with mine for a very special episode that is about a Christmas carol, sort of. Because there are three topics on Christmas past, three topics on Christmas present, and three topics on Christmas future. Each week, I subject my guests to a list of topics, and uh, yeah, this week is the Christmas week, so here you go. And it, and it posts conveniently one week after Christmas, which is when everybody really wants to listen to a holiday episode. That's Rocket squeaking a toy in the background because the dogs are here too. There's five dogs? There are five total dogs. Uh, But my special guests tonight are, uh, I'm just going to start by going around the circle. My lovely wife, Jenny, is here. Jenny, say hello. Hello. All right. Welcome. Welcome. My sister, Sylvia. Sylvia. Hello. All right. My mom of the universe, Yolanda. Hello. All right. My dad, Tom. Hi there. All right. And my brother of the universe, also known as Sylvia's husband, is Taylor. Everyone. All right. So uh, you guys are all ready. I kind of told you what the show is going to be. Uh, so let's do rock, paper, scissors to find out who goes first. Toby, you got to be quiet, man. Okay. So we're going to go one, two, three, shoot. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. Okay. Oh, man. Lots of scissors. <laughs> you got paper or scissors, paper. Yolanda? Paper. Okay. So the papers are out. Three papers are out. So it's just Tom versus Jenny. One, two, three, shoot. One, two, three, shoot. Okay, Jenny, you win. Great job. Paper covers rock. Okay. I, I have to make one quick correction from last week, actually. Uh, Shannon had said that KFC was a tradition in China for this time of year, and it turns out that was actually Japan, and we apologize for the confusion. All right. Jenny, pick a topic, one through nine. Say three. Number three. Okay. Jenny... Do you have a vague idea about three characters from A Christmas Carol who are not Ebenezer Scrooge? I, I could have a vague idea, I think. Okay, vague idea. <laughs> Sylvia, can you name three characters from A Christmas Carol that are not Ebenezer Scrooge? Yes. Great, okay, you have a vague idea. I have a vague Yolanda? idea. Now keep in mind that the further we get around the circle, the less characters will be available. Wait, the obvious ones them? are... Do I name them? Well, you, you will when it, we're going to do bids first, and then we'll come back around and Jenny will start. Okay. So, Yolanda, uh, three characters from A Christmas Carol that are not Ebenezer Scrooge. Do I have a vague idea? I have a vague idea, but by the time it gets to me, it'll be not. Well, we'll see what happens. You can say a vague idea, and then if you have to pass later, you can pass. Okay. Dad, what do you say? I've got at least four. You got four? Ooh, okay. Big bid. Holy Taylor? God. I don't want to go around. Um, yeah, I have a vague idea. <laughs> okay, vague idea. All right. Okay, Jenny, start us out. Name three characters from A Christmas Carol who are not Ebenezer Scrooge. We have Bob Cratchit. Great. Um, his son, Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. And the ghost of Christmas future. Perfect. That's great. Okay, good. Sylvia, your turn. <laughs> well, can you can you add that aren't Bob Cratchit, Tiny Tim, or the ghost of Christmas future? Three characters. I can add two. Okay. The Ghost of Christmas Past and the Ghost of Christmas Present. Okay, that works. That works. Yolanda, can you add not the Ghost of Christmas Past, Present, or Future, or Bob Cratchit, or Tiny Tim? No. Nothing? No. Okay, you can pass. That's fine. All right, you're passing. Dad? 
You got all I got is the goose, the Christmas goose. Okay, the goose works. The goose is cooked. <laughs> My goose is cooked. <laughs> all right, Taylor. I don't even know who Bob Cratchit is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. either. I don't do. No, I don't know anyone else. Okay, uh, it has to be a butler. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean Scrooge has to have a butler. <laughs> Um, well, uh, in that case, there has to be a Christmas tree too. That's true. Lady, though, right? Like a lady friend. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, and I don't remember her name, but the the woman that who She's played by Daisy Duck doesn't in the Disney version. Yeah. Uh, uh, other names that come to mind are Fezziwig, who was uh, Scrooge's boss when he was a younger man. Right. Uh, right. Played by Fozzie Bear in Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> Fozzie Wig. Uh, about there was also um, uh, Jacob Marley, his business partner, who was in Chains and who was always uh, often mistakenly for uh, our dog's name. We had a dog named Marley. Uh, Wasn't he Ghost of Christmas Past? He was just a ghost that came to Scrooge to say, hey, the ghosts are going to come to talk to you because right, you've been a bad guy. Because he, because he was in hell. He had yeah, because he had been bad. Oh, I do remember him. Yeah. Okay. Well, good job. Jenny, you're going to get a point. Sylvia, I'm going to give you a point. Woo! Yolanda, no points because you didn't say anything. <laughs> she left. Yeah, Yolanda's giving up, I think. No. no I'm not. I know you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> There's a goose, so I'm going to give you half a point, Dad, because that counts. <laughs> and, uh, and Taylor, you passed. So you get So no points. points. Uh, all right, so uh, Jenny, since you added the most, you get to pick the second topic one through eight. Seven. Okay. Lucky. All right. Jenny, do you have a vague idea about wassailing? Mm, not quite. Okay. Do you want to pass? I'll pass. Okay. You're going to pass. Sylvia, do you have a vague idea about wassailing? It vaguely sounds made up. <laughs> I assure you it's real. Okay, I don't know that. You can pass? Okay. Yolanda, do you have a vague idea about wassailing? I have a very vague idea. Great. Okay, you will get to you will get to uh, to speak in a moment, Dad. Uh, wassailing. Not a clue, but I can make something up that's going to be really good. So yes, I do. Great. We'll look forward to that, Taylor. <laughs> wassailing. I, I pass. I know you're my gonna, limitations. You're going to pass. Okay. <laughs> well, Yolanda, tell us tell us what your vague idea is about wassailing. I think uh, wassailing is caroling while drinking glue wine. Yeah, I mean that's it's true. That glue is glue wine. Glue wine. What's that? Glue wine. It's it, what we drink in Germany in these German little wine. cups. Mm -hmm. It's mold. It's a it's a fresh wine. It's cider. fresh sweet wine with. Uh, but I think it's more wine. about caroling than anything else. I, yeah. be, I I believe so. I thought wasseling was uh, either German or. Uh, yeah, it's drinking and singing. Yeah. Okay. The 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 tradition of wasseling falls into two distinct categories: the house visiting wassel or the orchard visiting wassel. The house visiting wassail is the practice of people going door to door singing and offering a drink from the wassail bowl in exchange for gifts. And this practice still exists, but it's largely been displaced by caroling. Okay. There you go. Do, do you want to yeah. make anything up still? Do you have anything to add, Dad? Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> the Rolling Stones perfected this by... No, never mind. <laughs> okay, great. Well, that, that was good. That was good. Okay, so Yolanda, you're going to get a point. Only one? Yeah, just just the one. We got to keep things interesting, especially because Taylor's still still at zero. Just wait, having a tough time. Come back, kid. Yep. 
Do you get points? I got half a point for my goose. Yeah, yeah no points on that one, though. He gets, he gets a half an imaginary point for bullshitting. So, Yolanda, since you got the uh, since you got the, that one correct, pick one through seven. Four. Four. Okay. Yolanda, do you have a vague idea about the Star Wars holiday special? Uh, no, I'm going to pass. You're going to pass. Dad, Star Wars holiday special. Do you have a vague idea about that? Unless it has Darth Vader dancing with the Rockettes. No, I don't. Okay. You're gonna, okay. Well, I mean, that that's a fairly valid kind of, no, I think it's a kind of angle. I so, think it's a great image to be thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I might give you half a point for that, too. Taylor, Star Wars holiday special. Uh, no. No? You're going to pass on that, too? Oh, man. Okay. Jenny, Star Wars holiday special. I have an idea, but it's so vague. So very vague. So very vague? Well, that still counts. I feel like anyone in here other than Nate that would have an idea has to be you. I feel like I only know because Nate. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm related to him. What about red and green lightsabers? Oh, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, you're going to get you'll get a chance. I'm going to okay, come to you know. first and then did it. Sylvia, do you do you have a vague idea about the Star Wars holiday special? Well, no. No. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's Star Wars at the holiday time. I don't know. Oh, that's <laughs> you know what? That's vague enough that you're going to you're going to get to talk later. Okay. Uh, so dad, let's start with you. Give us your vague idea about the Star Wars holiday special. Well, like Darth Vader dancing with the Rockettes. Then you'd have to have, um, I, I don't know, um, Swan Lake with stormtroopers. <laughs> I really, I like where your head's at. I really do. I love this so much. And on the, skates. Yeah. And on the truth, and the truth is, is that you're now, really not. Just ballet and ice skates. Not roller skates? No, roller skates would be too much. The truth is, you're really not far off from the real thing either. Okay, so Taylor, you passed. Jenny. What do you know about the Star Wars holiday special? I know that there is one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because I'm married to you. It happened sometime in the 80s. Close. Right. Yeah. There is some singing and dancing, if I remember correctly. There is. If I also remember correctly, super fans are not super fans of the holiday special. Because they are not. The that is also is correct. Not, not related to any other plots. Is that the thing? That's also correct. Okay. Yeah. Great. That's what I know. Okay. Sylvia. <laughs> That was good. There must be music in the holiday special because that's very holiday-ish. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Singing, maybe. You're, even. <laughs> you're, you're right. Or uh, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Ooh, is it wait. really? You're, you're, yes. Singing? Good. Oh, God. Cool. Yeah. I put words. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so. Wassily. The Star Wars holiday special is a. Watch it. Watch it later. <laughs> Huh? Listen to it later? Yes. Oh, yeah. We, I'll, I'll find it. Okay. It's on YouTube. Um, the Star Wars Holiday Special is a 1978 American musical science fiction television film set in the Star Wars galaxy. It stars the original film's main cast, Chewbacca's family, and introduces... No, he's the he's, he's the Wookiee guy. But yeah, he's got, a, he's got a whole weird family in this thing. Uh, it also introduces Boba Fett. <laughs> So, here's the thing. This movie, this came out in 1978. It was a TV movie. Um, it is renowned for the fact that George Lucas bought every copy of it he could after it premiered and destroyed them all because it was so terrible. Uh, Carrie Fisher is clearly on pills during this. She looks looped out, and she does. She sings a Life Day song to the Star Wars theme. 
Like Teresa Minnelli? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, 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 uh, and everybody else is super checked out. I mean, Harrison Ford's in it, but uh, yeah, it's a storyline about Han Solo taking Chewbacca back to the Wookiee planet oh, for Life Day. For what? For Life Day? Oh. So Life Day is their equi- the galactic equivalent of Christmas. It's like a celebration of life thing. And then the, uh, the Rebel Alliance is, uh, well, the, the Empire is showing up to try to shut this whole thing down because they're jerks. It's just a fascism thing. Now, what's crazy about this is that in addition to the stars of Star Wars, this movie also includes, or this, well, this special also includes B. Arthur as a bartender at a, at, at a cantina. Art Carney. Oh, jeez. It has Diane Carroll. It has Jefferson Starship. No kidding. Harvey oh, Corman. No shit. Yeah. It has. It is. It is absurd because the, this is effectively a hour-long variety show. Like there's a Harvey Corman cooking gag bit that happens in the middle of this. <laughs> Diane Carroll sings basically like an erotic disco tune to the Grandpa <laughs> Wookie in this. It is the silliest, most absurd thing that ever happened. Oh. Yeah, and I, it's let's watch that after this. It's on YouTube. I'll, we'll we'll make it happen. We we can wow, definitely watch this later. Um, <laughs> Too long, probably. Great job, everybody. Uh, let's see, uh, Dad. I'm going to give you a point because you were really, really on with the whole singing thing and singing to the theme. Jenny, you're going to get a point. Uh, Sylvia, you're going to get half a point for music. Okay. And uh, Yolanda, you said you said something too, right? Sure. I'm going to give you half a point also. <laughs> and Taylor's still iced out right now. Man, Taylor. Taylor. You're cutting the game. Okay. Nate's kind of prejudiced. Yeah. You're getting more points than anybody. This is as well as I've ever done with any of these topics. So. <laughs> Tate love grand. Okay. okay, Jenny. Uh, you got the most points on, on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Pick again. You can pick one through six. Uh, two. Number two. Okay, Jenny, do you have a vague idea about the Krampus? I do. Okay, great. Sylvia, Krampus? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, Yolanda, Krampus? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, okay. Krampost. Krampost. See, Dad, Dad's one-upping one my pronunciation. Krampust. I'm getting Taylor? a point. This is the beginning of my comeback. Okay, Taylor, <laughs> Taylor's in, too. All right. All right. Yes. Jenny, start us out with the Krampus. Watched this movie. <laughs> it's a, like a folk tale, I guess, at Christmas time about sort of an evil elf that will uh, come do bad things to you if you're not a good child. Is that? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that that is correct. Technically, that's yeah, absolutely. About all I know. Perfect start. Sylvia, continue us with the Krampus. Um, it's from Germany, I believe. And like Jenny said, it's the scary creature that will come and get you if you're a naughty kid. And I think that's it. It's the opposite of Santa Claus. Cool. Okay. Yolanda. Krampus is something to be very feared by small children. Uh, he's dressed dark. He has a dark beard. He's kind of grungy looking. And he's really something that fills children with terror at Christmas time. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, because if you're naughty, he will just, like, take you out. So the, I think the Germans use it as the, the fear of Krampus getting them. So the 
German children are very, very well behaved during the holiday season because of this monstrous kind of dark, dark, elfish Santa kind of creature. Yeah, better than Elf on a Shelf. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> way better. <laughs> it is. It is a very Germanly efficient Elf on the Shelf. Yes. <laughs> this will eat you if you're bad. Yeah. So I think that's the way that the 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 fine Germanic mind works to keep their children in line. Okay. Great, Dad. What can you add? Although I'm a licensed professional, <laughs> I'm going to switch gears here. Uh oh. And uh oh. Go to the. Uh, the field of my dear friend, Dr. Hal Goldberg, mm-hmm. the modern-day German use of the Krampust is to keep all the children in line. The children get pretty wild before Christmas. So the Krampus is the ultimate fear of, of what could happen to you. Sure. And when we were in Austria, yeah. they let they, they extrapolated on that and said, especially the teenage girls. <laughs> oh, oh, so there's a very gendered so, yeah, horror film like, kind of thing going on. You watch that boy, or the Krampus is going to get your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of an it follows situation. Okay, Taylor. I, I feel that. like everyone really kind of hit on the things I was thinking about. <laughs> However, I do want to add that the Krampus has, or Krampus has, um, like half goat, half human, has, um, yes. Mm-hmm. Little goat feet and Satirical. horns and antlers. Excellent. Um, very Satan-y. Saturnin. Uh, <laughs> is the word, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, other things I'd like to add in pop culture, Bob's Burgers just did an episode about the Krampus. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. But in Bob's Burgers, he just stole presents. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a movie about him recently that came out. I think that's good to know. A couple um, years ago with Adam Scott, horror yes. movie. Yep. Um, and that's really all I know. But I'm, you know, I'm digging in for those points. Great. Okay, so yeah, in, in, in Central European folklore, Krampus is a horned anthropomorphic figure, described as half-goat, half-demon, who during the Christmas season punishes children who have misbehaved, in contrast with St. Nicholas, who rewards well-behaved children with gifts. The Krampus is a companion of St. Nicholas in several regions, including Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy, Southern Tyrol, and the province of Trento, Slovakia, and Slovenia. The origin is unclear, but it has a pre-Christian origin, uh, as far as most folklorists are concerned. Um, Although it appears in many variations, he's usually hairy, uh, black or brown with cloven hooves, and the horns of a goat, and he has a long, pointed tongue that lolls out, and he also has fangs. He carries chains that are thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian church. He thrashes the change for dramatic effect. The change is sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes. So there you go. Don't be a bad kid. The Krampus is going to eat you. You hear that, you. puppies? He will take you out. Dogs, you guys got to chill out. Okay. Before you get in your car, look in the back seat. Right? And look out sure for a Krampus. Is not in the back seat. Watch out for a Krampus. Especially if you've been naughty. All right. So uh, everybody's going to get a point, except Taylor, who's going to get two points. Yes! And I'm giving Taylor two points because he described the physicality, and also because I want the game to be close. It's, it's Christmas Eve. I got a uh, vote. Score right now. <laughs> score right now is Jenny with three, Sylvie with two and a half, Yolanda with two and a half, Tom with two and a half, and Taylor with two. 
And Taylor, since you scored the most points last round, you get to pick the next topic. One through five. Uh, three. Three it is. Okay. Well, Taylor, do you have a vague idea about Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? <laughs> I really wish. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Jenny, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? I have no idea. This was really my long shot topic, so. Sylvia, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians? Pass. Okay, Ooh. passing. Huh? Yolanda? Circa 1962, somewhere in there. The title is ridiculous. Do, do you want to say you have a vague idea? That's all the vague idea I have. Oh, you just, just, well, we'll see. Maybe you might get something. Okay. Dad, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, vague idea? Yeah, I love my wife. We're going to go with what she said, but I think it's in the <laughs> 1950s. Yeah. With, um, they probably had, like, fur-edged white bikinis with <laughs> nose cone bras. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, Yolanda was actually closer. It was 1964. Can I change my answer? Oh, so God, I remember that movie. Well, now, that, now okay. that I can actually give an answer, I've <laughs> yeah. acquired new information in the last oh, oh, 30 oh. seconds. Oh, geez. Taylor's trying to can game the that? system. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll, I'll let you, because if you have something to say, otherwise I'm just killing time. Well, so my vague idea would be it's uh, 1964. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, very vague of you. That, that was super vague. Where did you come up with the year, Taylor? <laughs> Santa, Santa apparently has a war with Martians. And um, apparently conquers them. So Great. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yolanda, what do you what do you have uh, beyond the the year range that you Taylor, gave? Do you have anything else? Yeah, I have, I have a bad flick. From <laughs> Hall, Hall, or, uh, Hollywood, like bomb. Um, black and white. Um, I don't know. I'm just punting. Okay. What's do you, the question? Do you, have, do you have anything you want to add to, to what it's about? Do you have any ideas about what this thing is about? Repeat the topic. <laughs> Santa Claus conquers the Martians. It's a real geared up Regolia Christmas Eve here. <laughs> okay, okay. No, that's why it's fun. No more ideas. Okay, so... Santa Claus Conquers the Martians is a 1964 American science fiction comedy film directed by Nicholas Webster. Based on a story by Glenville Merrith, it stars John Call as Santa Claus and features a 10-year-old Pia Zadora as one of the Martian children, which is probably the most notable thing about the whole movie. Uh, the film also marks the first documented appearance of Mrs. Claus in a motion picture. Interesting. That's good. It came out three weeks before the television special Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which also has Mrs. Claus in it. The story involves the people of Mars, including Momar, a mom Martian, and Kimar, a king Martian. They are worried that their children, Germar and Bomar, which are just girl Martian and boy Martian, are watching too much Earth television. Most notably, the, tele the station KID-TV's interview with Santa Claus in his workshop at the North Pole. So they consult an 800-year-old Martian sage, and, uh, <laughs> and they're advised that the children of Mars are growing distracted due to society's overly rigid structure from infancy, and all their education is fed in their brains through machines, and they're not allowed individually in individuality and freedom of thought. Uh, yeah, so Santa Claus basically conquers, I guess, Mars' 
communist allegory in this movie, which would make sense given the year, because uh, everybody's fed information through machines. They're not allowed to fr think freely. Better dead and, than red. Right. Well, exactly. <laughs> and Mars is red, traditionally. Though the people are green. So, yeah, that's, that's Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Um, I'm going to give Yolanda half a point. I'm going to give uh, Taylor half a point. And uh, Yolanda, you get to pick the next topic, one through four. I'll take one. One? Okay. Do you have a vague idea about the Yule Cat? Yule Cat. <laughs> Yule Cat? Um, very, very, very vague. Okay, great. Dad, the Yule Cat? <laughs> the look you gave her is amazing, because you're like, how, how the fuck do you know about a Yule Cat? <laughs> Rocket. Hey. Getting out of hand, kids. We're recording here. He doesn't like... The cat's mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> Your cat, Dad. Use it in a sentence. In uh, oh, this isn't it. This isn't the spelling. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> the Yule cat no, no, no. ate the Yule dog. Okay, no, no. I have, cat. A, I have a very positive idea about a Yule cat. Okay. Unless it's spelled J-U-L-E. No, no. It's Y-U-L-E. Okay. You're, you're good. Taylor, Yule cat. Embarrassingly enough, I don't even know what a Yule is, so... Okay. Oh. Jenny? Yule cat? No idea. You go to South no idea? It's like, Yule one going there, y'all one going there. <laughs> Are you Yule gonna do it? Y'all gonna do that? <laughs> Sylvia? Yule cat? Well, it makes me think of a Yule log. That's good. Uh, maybe. Okay, cat okay. Cat on fire? I don't know. All right, let's, uh, Yolanda. What What do you know about the Yule Cat? What's your What's your idea about this Yule Cat? I don't know. Maybe for the cats that have passed, they become angels and they're Yule Cats. That is not correct. But that's okay. <laughs> that, that was That was a good That was a good guess. Do you, Dad, do you have anything? It's the cat that sharpens his claws on the Yule log. No, on the crackles. The Yule scratching post. That's That's a good one, but I, also not correct. Taylor, <laughs> I. No, I, I mean, I have no idea. Have you seen the cat with hands? The never cat mind. with hands? Is it like one of the polydactyl cats? Nope, never mind. I'm apparently way off. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jenny, you passed? I had no okay. idea. Sylvia? It's a festive Christmas cat. Well, that's, hey, that's really like, that was really the lean in that we needed. Because, it yeah, it's obviously a Christmas cat. A festivist cat? It's oh. <laughs> a festivist cat? The Yule cat uh, in Icelandic is uh, Yola Katurin is a monster from Icelandic folklore, a huge and vicious cat said to lurk about the snowy countryside during Christmas time and eat people who have not received any new clothes to wear before Christmas Eve. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. The Yule Cat has been associated with other figures from Icelandic folklore as the house pet of the giantess Grilla and her sons, the Yule Lads. The threat of being eaten by the Yule Cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. So it's just a capitalism thing. <laughs> the <was> ones... Like <laughs> punishment on the poor, Jesus. The ones who took part in the work would be rewarded with new clothes. But those who did not would get nothing, and thus would be preyed upon by the monstrous cat. How big is this cat? It's giant. Monstrous. Uh, they say it's gigantic, yeah. Uh... Sounds like a typical cat thing. I mean, I, I'm imagining it's like saber-tooth tiger size. 
So you're like, hey, if you don't have new Christmas Eve clothes, you're getting eaten. So through the years, we've just solved fear. Yeah, you got it. Yep. That was the that's the biggest vague idea there is. It's it's true. Um, okay. Okay. So, so Christmas, you kids, you all made it alive, right? <laughs> that was be be the crumbles oh didn't eat your ass. The <laughs> <laughs> Yule cat that's didn't an break your neck. And <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia, I'm going to give you a point. For knowing that it was a Christmas-related cat, which really that was that was the big thing, and you get to pick the next topic: one, two, or three. Um, two. Two. Okay. Hey, we just talked about this, Sylvia. Do you have a vague idea about Elf on a Shelf? Yes. Great, Yolanda. Elf on the Shelf. Um, only the little bit I've heard this year. Okay. Um, but I. Elves were always around when I was a child. Sure. They're not, they're not mischievous. Sure. You gotta, yeah. Oh, wait, okay. wait until, yes wait until no. we get around. <laughs> yes. Dad, yes. Elf on a shelf. I'm very much in favor of gun control, but with Elf on a shelf, I think a shooting range is appropriate. So, so <laughs> listeners, if you're if you're wondering where all of my outspoken liberal leanings are coming from, it's probably my dad. Uh, good. <laughs> Taylor, Elf on a shelf. Bows and arrows would be good. Bows and arrows. <laughs> yes, I have a vague idea. You're in. Okay. Jenny, you in? Yes. Okay, great. Sylvia, start us out with Elf on a Shelf. What do you know about it? It's an elf that sits on a shelf. <laughs> and it watches the children to make sure they're behaving correctly. And if they don't behave correctly, Santa Claus won't come and give them gifts. Um, it's pretty much more fear. It's a fear-driven way to make your children behave, <laughs> but it's yeah. a great idea. <laughs> this is how we deal out praise in our Western world is by creating fear first. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a very cute yeah. elf. They look very adorable. There's one behind me right now watching me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. I mean, it's technically on a sconce. I saw that somewhere else earlier. Did it move? Yeah, they move. They watch. <laughs> they see you when you're sleeping, and they know when you're awake. It's creepy. It's really creepy. Yolanda, Elf on a Shelf, what can you add to what Sylvia said? Well, all I can add is what I experienced as a child, is that there were elves everywhere. But they were not necessarily, I didn't feel like they were watching me. That wasn't what my parents told me, but maybe they didn't tell me the whole story back then. Um, I love elves. I think they're sweet creatures. All right. They're in the fairy realm. Yeah, I mean, that works. Uh, Dad? Elf on the Shelf? Yeah, Elf on the Shelf is really basically, it's your uh, your latest uh, high-tech home security system. 475 <laughs> cameras throughout the house to watch every step you children take and every move you make. If you fart, these cameras will record it. <laughs> I just used your bathroom. There's no cameras in there. <laughs> is Sorry. there an elf in there? Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I gotta say, I really appreciate your commitment to this, Dad. I, I, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Uh, Taylor, Elf on the Shelf. My favorite Elf on the Shelf is, um, if anyone watches the league, uh, Kegel the Elf. Um. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I partially added that so you could bring that up after we discussed it. Are you saying Kegel or Kegel? Whatever the correct term is, but in the show, it was Kegel the Elf. Uh-huh. Oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> the, the exercise, the pelvic uh, yeah, muscle yeah, exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, the listeners might not know. (laughs) Don't worry, it's marked explicit and comedy, so we're fine. 
Okay. That's good to know. Total Lincoln <laughs> for Kegel. <laughs> Jenny? So I'm supposed to add to that, right? Yeah, if you can add to it. I can. I wait. I know way too much about this for a non-parent, but... Um, Great! <laughs> basically, like, one of the fun things, I guess, for parents is that they pose the elf different ways. So they're, you're supposed to move it every day so your kids think it's alive. So sometimes it will, like, make mischief in the bathroom or, like paint things on the walls like you can find entire like pinterest boards of like ideas for your elf on the shelf just um, to like keep your kids like entertained and mm-hmm. oh so my God. i find it oddly fascinating that's <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> yes. well that's how i was as a child i was oddly fascinated with them but i didn't know that they would morph to this incredible distinctive service right that they offer us now interesting yeah, you, you all did great uh great there's there's a uh uh there's a 2005 children's book Called Elf on the Shelf, which I'm thinking that's what brought it into the popular zeitgeist. Now, I don't, I feel like it didn't exist before that. Yeah, it's a newer thing. But it, okay, so yeah, then then I'm not off base here. uh, Because, yeah, I feel like uh, there was not Elf on the Shelf until in the last 13 years. Um, uh, Yeah, so children's book written by Carol Abersold and her daughter Chanda Bell, illustrated by Co. Steinwart. And yeah, you guys hit it. That's the the elf is there to watch uh, because we need a tiny person surveilling us at all times to really earn our gifts. Yeah, just like an Amazon Echo. That's actually now that's a product, Sylvia, because an, an elf on the shelf. It's also a smart speaker. So it's like elf. <laughs> Buy me tickets to, yeah. Oh, it's like the shoemaker and the elves. Buy me tickets to Star Wars. He, he, makes, he makes the shoes you for the children. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that story? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah I love that I story. I love that story. That was one of my favorites as a child. Okay, everybody's going to get a point. Wow! I know, I know. It's a generous time of year. Uh, you dogs. There. Toby is very interested in him. Toby just likes the sniffs. Um, okay, so we have two left. Who who said the most? Okay, Sylvia, you get to pick. One or two? Uh, one. One? Okay. Oh, we really did one. Sylvia, do you... Yeah. It's Italian. It's shared points. It's a cool kid. Sylvia, do you have a vague idea about robot Santa Claus? No, no, no. No? Uh, no. no? Okay. Taylor knows, though, I guess. Pass to Taylor. <laughs> we'll wait. I'm, I'm patient with my victory. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, Yolanda, Robot Santa Claus? Um, no. Okay. All right. Dad, Robot Santa Claus. Do you have a vague idea about that? I think I have an idea. You already passed. I would actually pass on this one. You're going to pass? Okay. Taylor, Robot Santa Claus? I got a pretty good idea. You got a... Okay. Great. Jenny? Okay. So, Sylvia, you had a... What? Taylor got really excited, so it made me think of maybe something. Does it have to involve the Simpsons? It, it, okay. it does not. No. It does not. So, uh, uh, Taylor, you get, you get this. You, you get this. Just tell me what I'm looking to hear. Futurama. That's right. Oh, that's Close. Somebody was close, but not no Dang cigar. It, they air back to back. Oh, they used to, right? No, yeah. it's <laughs> Matt Groening. What was the robot's name? Same. Oh, I mean, uh, Evil uh, Santa. It was the, so the robot from uh, Futurama was the Evil Santa, and he came in with his 
terrifying robot um, reindeers with his sleigh, and he he caused he brought misery to the whole, all of the city. Um, and he was in more than one episode. He was in several of them. Uh, there was one episode where they needed him to defeat. Uh, oh shoot, I can't remember what it was, but he needed to defeat someone to save the day. Uh, but in the original episode, he was evil and he was killing everyone in the city. Great. Do you know who voiced Robot Santa Claus? Is it the same guy who did Bender? No. Okay. Uh, John Goodman was the voice of Robot Santa. Robot Santa in Futurama lore is a four-ton robot designed by the Friendly Robot Company, possibly a precursor to Mom's Friendly Robot Company, in 2801 to judge whether people were naughty or nice and sort out presents accordingly. Due to a programming error, his standards were set way too high, and Santa bot invariably judges everyone as naughty, <laughs> with the exception of Zoidberg. Uh, yeah, so it's Poor great. Uh, so Robot Santa from Futurama. Good job, Taylor. I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you two points. What the hell? Christmas miracle. Earn, earn, earn. So Taylor's ahead now. I feel like I read your vibe, but then I didn't get it right. Simpsons, an inches goes a mile. All right. Taylor, uh, you get to pick the last topic. I choose the last topic. Well, great. <laughs> that was a good choice. Number three. Uh, Taylor, do you have a vague idea about good King Wenceslas? <laughs> oh, you got this one. Uh, Sylvia has some faith in me, so I'll say yes. Great. And go off some hints until it gets back to me. Okay, <laughs> Jenny, good King Wenceslas? I've got a vague idea. Vague idea? Okay. Jen, uh, Sylvia? I got no idea. Sorry, Taylor. No idea. <laughs> Yolanda, good King Wenceslas? Very vague. Very vague? Dad? What song is this? King Wenceslas. Is it? Yeah, it, oh. it literally is. Hey, that's super <laughs> convenient. Spell Wenceslas. L-A-U-S. Well, I, I can, because I'm looking at it. What is it at the end? Well, L- L-A-S is how it's spelled in this. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> is it pronounced correctly? Okay. W-E-N-C-E-S-L-A-S. Yes. Okay. Taylor, start us out. Well, I feel like I'm cheating again. <laughs> how are you cheating? Uh, well, the song in the background, according uh-huh. to Jenny, is about <laughs> King Wenceslas. Yes! Uh-huh. Tell us more about him. Um, he was a good king, and he was favorable for Christmas lore. Okay. <laughs> Great. Okay, Jenny, what do, you, what do you got? What can you add to Taylor's very vague well, idea about King Wenceslas? He came down on the Feast of Stephen. Uh-huh. That's all I know. The Feast of what? The, the Feast of Stephen. Yep, that's right. Oh, that sounds She's listening to cannibalistic. She's hearing the song. It's only lyric I know from the song. Okay. I play it on the piano, but I don't know the rest. That's great. Anything else? You good. Okay, Sylvia? Oh, you passed. Never mind. Yolanda? It's Norwegian. Uh, no, I know. That's really all I know. Okay. From what Judy Collins taught me. All right. Song. Oh, there's some creepy music going on right now. I got nothing. Jenny had all my information. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So here's the cool thing. Good King Wences. This is great to end on because Good King Wenceslas. One, it's a Christmas carol that tells the story of a Bohemian king, and Bohemia at this time was the western part of the now Czech Republic. Not fashionable. <laughs> Boho style. Uh, Bohemian king who goes on a journey and braving harsh winter weather to give alms to the poor peasants 
on the Feast of Stephen, which takes place on December 26th, the second day of Christmas. During the journey, his page is about to give up the struggle against the cold weather, but is enabled to continue by following the king's footprints, step for step, through the deep snow. The legend is based on the life of the historical St. Wenceslaus, the first... L-A-U-S? That's correct. Duke of Bohemia. Ah, the Duke! Or Zvati Vaklav of Czech, in Czech, sorry, in Czech. The name Wenceslas is a Latinized version of the old Czech language, Wenceslav. In 1853, English hymn writer John Mason Neal wrote the Wenceslas lyrics in collaboration with his music editor Thomas Helmore, and the carol first appeared in the Carols for Christmas Tide, 1853. Wenceslas is considered a martyr and a saint immediately after his death in the 10th century when a cult of Wenceslas rose up in Bohemia and in England. Within a few decades, Wenceslas's death, within a few decades of his death, four biographies of him were in circulation. These uh, hagiographies had a powerful influence on the High Middle Ages conceptualization of Rex Lustus, or the Righteous King. That is a monarch whose power stems mainly from his great piety as well as his princely vigor. So there you go. Good King Wenceslas is, is probably the coolest Christmas song there is because it's about someone with a lot going to great lengths to give to people who have very little. All right. Very good. It's a good, it's a good last note. That, I, yeah, sweet. that worked out really well. Yeah. Jenny, you're going to get a point. Uh, Sylvia, you don't get any points because you didn't try to. You didn't want any points. Uh, I want to give half a point to Yolanda. Give half a point to Dad. No, I passed. Okay, you're right. I'm gonna not give you half a point. <laughs> Good integrity. You get half a point for integrity. Yeah, and, and Taylor, you uh... for integrity. Screw this half point shit. Yeah, no, that's hey. Look, no half measures, right? Uh, and, yeah. uh, did you? I'll give you. Do my you have anything? Oh, I stole from Jenny just because she leaked it well, before. Because it was okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna. So I think I should give zero points. I'm not going to give you a point primarily because it's the Christmas season. And therefore, uh, the final score is a winner's tie for the, what did we decide it was, the Perry Pines Podcast Prize? I thought it was a keto ball. Yeah, the Perry Pines Podcast Prize, colon, holiday keto ball bonanza, I don't know. (laughs) The winners of this are Jenny and Taylor. Sharing it with five points. So, in the tradition of the show, you both get to say some words about your victory, but you get to say them at the same time because you both won. So, go for it, starting now. Well, I would like to take this moment to thank my mom. Jenny, speak up. He's tough. My yeah. wife was yeah. my competitor, my enemy in this, so I do not thank her. <laughs> oh, it's getting real crumpusy up in here. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Watch out for the little cat. <laughs> okay. But I'm very proud to don the winning cap. After you all doubted me in the very beginning of this, I came out on top. You did. You did start slow, and you actually you came through on your word. You were like, "I'm going to win later," and and you sure did tie to win. Jenny, do you have anything to say? 
just that I did better than I ever thought I would do. So that's enough for me. I'm happy that I'm happy that you did well because Jenny routinely tells me when I show her the topics to other shows that she's not on because she didn't see these that no one will know these things that I'm trying to get them to know. <laughs> and in fairness, most of the time, four of the nine questions are passes for everybody. So my my success rate is not very high. Great job, guys. Uh, we'll do a little a little thing of plugs now. So if there's something that you care about that you want to just say a couple words about, we'll, we'll start. Jenny, uh, plug plug something. Or don't. You can just say you don't have anything to plug. I don't have anything to plug, but okay. happy holidays. All right, great. Dad, do you have anything you want to plug? Something you want people to do or be aware of? Or, you you know, you don't, you don't have to. Yeah, too much to say at this point. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> Sylvia? I'm plugless. You're plugless? Okay, Happy Yolanda? Holidays. Happy holidays. Keep the love in your heart. Keep your hope high for next year. I think we're going to have a turn of events in our wonderful big white house. Yes, here's hoping. Yay! Here, here. To change. Yeah. <laughs> to change. Uh, Taylor, anything to plug? Uh, donate to the Access Fund. Protect America's Climbing. Great. That see, this man knows how to plug. He's been plugging for a while. I can tell. I know how to look for sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. This is a. Uh, it's weird because this episode is coming out between Christmas and New Year's, but uh, uh, this was a real pleasure to do. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Vague Idea. Everybody, be kind to each other. You, you take the Christmas season, extend it all year long, not just because a retailer says that it's like the in thing to do in the three weeks that you're supposed to buy a bunch of shit. Just do it because it's the right thing to do. We're supposed to love each other. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolia, with Shannon Page and John Peros. If you like this podcast and you like anime, you should check out my podcast with Sean Grolkowski called You Better Believe This. That's found at moleholeradio.com. If you like science fiction books, you should check out the press that Sean and I started. It's called Spaceboy Books, and you can find us at readspaceboy.com. 